0: Hello there, this is Megan. Welcome to How To Podcast. Together with me is my colleague and my podcast partner, Karuna.
1: Hello, everyone. Hello, Megan. Glad we're back together again. Today, we'd also like to introduce our special guest, Amanda, who recently wrote an article about sibling rivalries in our newsletter. She would be sharing her thoughts and experiences in practice about today's topic, which is sibling rivalries at home.
2: Hi everyone, this is Amanda. Happy to be here today. Uh, I'm a counselor and psychotherapist and I work um, primarily with adolescents and young adults. So this is a topic that I see quite a lot uh, in my client sessions.
0: Yeah, sibling conflict happens in every family with more than one child. So we are all very familiar with this tension at home, like Myself, I have three daughters, they are very close in age, so you 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 can hear frequently that they say, it's not fair, and how about me? Those are so familiar with me.
1: Yeah, Amanda, thanks. It's lovely to have you here. And uh, can we get on with our questions for the audience? I'm sure they're very excited to hear from you. So when it comes to sibling rivalries, it sounds there is more prolonged and negative impact in the family what kind of sibling dynamics or interactions are seen as red flags?
2: I think what I would want people to understand is that um, red flags will look a little bit different in every family unit. But some of the common things people can look out for um, include sort of increased frustration or hostility between siblings. You know, if you notice voices getting louder, arguments becoming a little bit more intense, um, as well as the frequency of those arguments. And of course, also to... Um, be mindful of whether conflicts escalating, and there's any sort of physical altercation involved.
1: Right. Yeah, that's a very interesting point. I mean, physical altercations, you know, because uh, uh, it gets tough for parents to do the balancing act, really. Mm. So, thanks for that, Megan. You were saying something,
0: um, Amanda. What type of rivalry or some disagreements among them are healthy at home?
2: The first thing I would say about that is that sibling rivalries, you know, as we all know, are, s- are really common. Um, and there's actually nothing wrong with them existing. There are obviously times when they go too far. Like we've just mentioned those red flags. Um, but typically there are signs, these kind of sibling rivalries, they're signs of a child trying to figure out where they fit in this family unit. Right. Um, arguments and bickering are inevitable and they don't always require parental intervention. And they can also serve as a safe space for your child to learn and to experiment with conflict resolution, and to also to learn what constitutes a positive interaction and what makes for a good relationship.
0: Right, that makes so much sense. That so we can see that kind that kind of conflicts as an inevitable part of their social development for our children, right? Exactly. Yeah. Uh,
1: Manda, what would you think are the main predisposing factors affecting rival relationships? Do you think sibling uh, rivalries necessarily associate with dysfunctional family systems? There are
2: several predisposing factors that might impact the likelihood of conflict of, of between siblings. One of these is the order of siblings. Um, for example, if there's a large age gap and an only child prepares for a new sibling to arrive in the home, that brings a huge change to the family dynamic. And someone who was previously an only child suddenly may find themselves feeling like they're competing for attention at home. Um, and this competitive element can work both ways. Your oldest child might be looking to kind of stake their claim in the family unit and make sure that they're still getting what it is that they're looking for, while your younger child um, on you know the opposite might be trying to assert themselves and really wanting to make sure that they're heard. Um, So, you know, the order of siblings can have a dual role there. Um, It also can be more likely, statistically speaking, for sibling rivalries to intensify um, in a single parent household or in a blended family unit, but there are so many other factors at play. Um, There are also things um, that are really contextual to consider. For example, if you share a hobby with one child if for example you and your youngest child both play the piano your child that doesn't play the piano may feel like you're dedicating more time to your favorite because you have a special bond that they're not able to engage with
1: wow that's really interesting because that surpasses most parents being a parent myself so <laughs> it does tend to happen you tend to bond with the you know your child who you share common interests with so that's really interesting and thanks for highlighting that
0: right and also amanda also i believe many of our audiences are parents so according to your experiences and uh, research how do we know when parents should intervene when there is tension among our children
2: it's quite a tricky question to give a Really concrete answer to, um, I think again it's really re- important to remember that s- and some element of conflict is inevitable and it can be healthy so paying attention to that context is, is re- really crucial um, keeping that context in mind you know look out for whether that teasing is becoming persistent again whether fights um, are developing you know into physical altercations as this will always require an intervention um, also You know, pay attention to whether one or both siblings is experiencing a mental health challenge and whether you think the family unit might be supported with, for example, some psychological support or family therapy. Um, It's also important to look at not only the fight itself or that rivalry, but also what happens after and the aftermath of that fight. You know, ask yourself, is this persistent arguing leading to one child refusing to speak to the other? Is one of your children withdrawing or acting out? Or is one of them feeling really increasingly isolated? So look at what's happening following those kind of escalations in those rivalries. Is these are all signs that point to, you know, an uneven power dynamic developing mm-hmm. and an environment where there may be uh, a need for an intervention or something to be addressed.
0: Right. So it, okay. it's actually for parents to observe the actual dynamics, the, how it is progressing before you, you think about how to intervene, right? Exactly. Yeah.
1: Typically, Amanda, what would you think would be the ages that parents can find themselves, I mean, uh, or permitting themselves to intervene in sibling uh, conflicts I mean up to what age can parents step in I mean that's just for my knowledge like I, I'm intrigued to know.
2: I would say again um, it's difficult to give you a specific answer another thing that's kind of important to note here is that sibling rivalries exist at any age right okay, it's not yeah. just at those younger development stages though I have clients who are adults who are still experiencing the kind of aftermath and perhaps the ongoing impact of uh, continuing sibling rivalries so in terms of knowing when it's okay for a parent to intervene I would say trust your judgment trust your gut and again look out for those signs whether you feel like an intervention is necessary or that dynamic is shifting and the environment is getting to a level where you feel like it needs addressing
1: thank you Thank you. And how do you think parents can be mindful about playing or at least demonstrating favourites, even if there is consistent internal affection for all children?
2: I would say, you know, as much as possible, try to spend an equal amount of time with your children. And I say as much as possible because I know that that isn't always possible, uh, particularly if you have a child with additional needs. Um, If that is the case, try and communicate to your other child you know when time might felt taken away from that sibling um and again just opening that dialogue giving them that reassurance explaining what's happening that will help avoid that feeling that someone's been left behind or someone's not being included um another thing i would suggest is really try not to compare one sibling to another using phrases like your brother always used to do it this way or your sister never complained about having to do this that kind of phrasing really pits siblings against each other, and it can have the potential to foster more arguments and almost give them ammunition to compete. Um, It's also important to remember, you know, as I said, sibling rivalries don't only exist in young ages. Um, You will have them as young children, as adolescents, sometimes even as adults. And if you yourself, as a parent, you have a sibling, it might be a good time for you to start to reflect on your own relationships perhaps asking yourself how you dealt with a rivalry at a younger age. Or, you know, if you have a relationship with your sibling where there is still an element of rivalry, how are you dealing with it today? And answering these questions for yourself could really impact the way that you view your own children's rivalries.
0: True, that's true. And uh, I remember when I was young, and uh, my parents may be just comparing me with my sister. They, they, they think they're just stating some fact or some truth. But it's, it's emotionally, it's quite some impact to me that you feel I'm mm-hmm. inferior to my sister, especially
2: I'm the older one.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: that's kind of- And an I think it's
1: really,
2: it's really important to note as well that if you were remembering this already, you know, later in life, that that really had a profound impact
0: True. I still remember 30 years after.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So, Amanda, what
0: role can parents put into play for a sibling to get along reasonably, reasonably and not see each other as enemies?
2: I would say part of the parent's role is to help minimize conflict between siblings. And I say minimize because it doesn't necessarily mean a parent's role is to remove all of that conflict altogether. Um, as I've said, an element of kind of sibling rivalry is not only common, but it's can be important and it can be healthy. I would encourage you to work with your children and work with the family unit to create some boundaries, create a set of rules for what we call fair fighting and that healthy conflict. You know, some of the ways you could do this include uh, creating a list of non-negotiables. Things that won't be tolerated in the household. Mm -hmm. And, you know, agreeing together on a list of behaviors that might require a timeout, things that make everybody uncomfortable. And I say do this together because communicating this clearly and doing it as a group will have a much better likelihood of these boundaries being respected than if you were to set these rules for your children.
0: Right. And do you think those boundaries or those rules should be set by the parents or just collaboratively with the children?
2: I think it has to be collaborative. I think, you know, working with your children, not only to tell them this is good and this is bad, but get them to contribute to that conversation, understand what feels right and wrong to them and, you know, really get them to work together um, not only with each other but also with you and get a set of guidelines in place that feel good for the whole family
1: right Wow, well, Amanda it's so interesting while you spoke about you know discussing about I know it's uh, going away to the previous point where you said we should reflect on our own sibling relationships so it's interesting it brought to mind like Uh, my relationship with my brother and I had a single parent which is my mother and every time we went out dining it used to be this constant conflict about because he'd like Indian and I'd like Chinese (laughs) so she had to play this balancing act as to like hey once we're going for Indian and once we're going for Chinese so I that actually just popped up in my head when you spoke about that so it's really interesting that you somewhere
2: Yeah. yeah thanks for that It's a great time to reflect on our own kind of sibling rivalries. You know, as you said, I also have a brother. And while I was writing this article and doing this research, I started to replay a lot of the conversations we had younger in life. um, And it really brought it into a lot of new
1: context for me. So it was a very interesting exercise. Definitely. lovely. Thanks so much. I think you've given us a lot of information and, you know, uh, things to reflect on or what we we could improvise in our homes and also in our own relationships at this age as well. Uh, Would you like to summarise the key takeaways? I know you've given us a lot, but would you like to summarise a few key takeaways for our audiences today? Sure, I'd be happy to. Um,
2: Some of these key takeaways uh, that we've discussed so far, I would say, you know, again, it can be tempting to intervene at every opportunity, um, but just to kind of Be mindful of acknowledging that an element of sibling rivalry is not only common, but it is inevitable and it can serve a healthy purpose. Um, Setting boundaries and creating these ground rules together rather than telling your children that it has to be a certain way will increase the likelihood of these kind of rules for fair fighting at home being respected. Um, And finally, really just to emphasize that communication is key here. An open dialogue will minimize the risk of a child feeling isolated, and it will also help you, you know, within the family look and examine whether or not any sort of additional support might be beneficial.
0: Yes, thank you, Amanda, so much for joining us today and sharing with us so much insight. We hope you enjoy this time with us today. If you are interested in knowing more about this topic, Welcome to our website to read the Mendes article or you can book a session to talk with us. Stay tuned with us on how to podcast. Talk to you next time.
2: Thank you. Thank you creator Megan.
1: A mindset is a diverse group of individuals from different walks of life that have come together with a common goal to help For most of us, this is our second job, and we have all chosen to take time to provide affordable counseling to anyone who might need it. Having access to such a diverse group, a teacher, a nurse, an accountant, a corporate, has meant that not only can we tap into each other's experiences, but our clients benefit too.